before the podcast starts, I'd just like to say I'm very, very sorry for my awful audio on this podcast. Dan and Ben's was perfect. Mine was just awful. We've sorted out for the next one, which, by the way, is with AFTV's very own Lee Judges. So stay tuned for that. Whilst you're here, you may as well subscribe, may as well like the video. For some reason, it helps us out. But uh, in the meantime, uh, enjoy the podcast. And we're back for another episode of the Sports Talk podcast. And we are joined by Dan from the We Cricket channel. This is huge, Ben. No, I'm sure you're <laughs> This is huge. I was, on a, I was on a Zoom call last night and I was saying that we had Dan on from We Cricket and the whole Zoom call, we're at someone's like birthday Zoom and the whole crew was like, you're getting We Cricket, are you getting Dan on? Oh, my days. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. There's a lot going on there. A lot to a lot to dissect. Let's dissect. Um, there is. Um, but no, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. No, it's always on, it's oh, always pleasure. nice to have a chat about cricket. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. And well, you, you you think it's a pleasure to have a chat about cricket until you talk to us too. No, and fair then, enough. And, and then you'll realise that Kes is golden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> BT must be awful then. <laughs> oh, anyways, um, let's just like jump straight into your youtube life so you started a cricket channel uh, based on uh, well you started a cricket youtube channel and it's got now two hundred and fifty thousand subscribers am i right uh yeah 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 a bit more but we won't go it's, it's, <laughs> get, it's, it's getting on for 265 yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, but okay, yeah it's, okay. it's, it's it's doing all right 250 was the last milestone quarter of a million yeah. is is a mad number it's a stupid thing to say I'm, I'm pretty I, I, we don't know that yet hopefully we get to experience that someday but like oh we're remember, hoping <laughs> those numbers on the on the uh, on the videos and your subscribers do they just seem incomprehensible to you like when you think about it it's huge isn't it yeah i i have absolutely no ability to to kind of quantify it at all i don't understand i don't understand how that tape ball video has got three million views three that million views absolutely blows my mind crazy, crazy. um and I don't know what 265,000 people look like either. Like that, that completely baffles me. So uh, if they look like us, then uh, you've got a good bunch. <laughs> it, it, it's incredibly, like, it's incredibly humbling. Um, yeah. But pff, I've got no idea how it's happened. I feel like that's the magic of it. Like it's, it's such a simple idea. Genuinely just getting a tape ball, having a knock around with your mates. Three million people have seen that video. Mm. And watch you and Kez play with a, ta- play with a tape ball. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we need to do then we need to do that now they, we should no, record we should record our background games background just like them yeah, we should just are. rip them off completely yeah <laughs> 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 but you say that but like i do think that your content is very very original and down to earth and very samey as it was before which is great because it shows that like with youtube people have changed so youtubers on the whole they do change because we, we can't ignore that there is money in YouTube and that it does probably affect the lifestyle you need when you're, you know, getting two grand a month from AdSense or whatever. <laughs> I think that your your content hasn't changed that much when you look at other sports YouTubers. So, like, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but if you look at, we used Drew Geordie in the last podcast, but, like, obviously he's had to progress because he's doing a podcast in, like, a lovely studio now. So that's obviously different. But I feel like your content, if you try to change it up, wouldn't work you've kept very original to what it actually is and I, I think props to you and Kes for both doing that no cheers I think um I think it helps where we, we both kind of kind of started this a bit older as well um so it's not kind of it's not like the it's 
it's not like some of the guys that kind of started and like found like immediate success like playing minecraft or, or cod or whatever <laughs> at like 16 and had no idea like what what it was like to be out in the real world anyway um yeah. so both of us had worked various different jobs before this anyway so so i think that's a great grounding um i mean don't get me wrong like Kez and i we'd, we'd love to be able to kind of start thinking about oh, could we get some kind of studio space to, to film the podcast in and yeah. stuff like that'd be incredible um but the reality of the situation is, is 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 that just isn't isn't feasible at the moment um but again i don't see either of us two changing i mean kez's chain might get a bit bigger but i can't i can't see much else changing to be honest i was, I was wondering when kez's chain was going to be mentioned yeah. i actually had it down there in my notes i was there's literally a question on here that says uh, opinions on kez's chain so um i can scrap that one off uh, right i'm a fan i like it i like it yeah, 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 yeah. i i'm <laughs> Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I just wanted to get in how you started the YouTube. You've kind of discussed it a little bit there, but like a bit more in depth, like how did it actually come about you two just making videos about cricket and the sport we love? Yeah. Um, so We Cricket itself probably has existed since June, June kind of 2019. So just kind of in and around that World Cup kind of time. Kez and I had been filming uh, with Batfast, I think it was Batfast in Nottingham, and we were driving back down the M1 and we were sitting there going, I really hate the fact that Coach is in that name. Um, what can we do? And we were sitting there kind of thinking, well, can we reinvent the wheel here? And I think I, think I turned around and said, why don't we just cut it out and just, just get rid of it? Um, and it doesn't kind of pigeonhole us into, into kind of people thinking they're going to click on our channel and find some immaculate kind of cover drive coaching and stuff like that because it ain't going to happen. Um, so that, so, so what it is today probably only really existed since June, 2019. Um, before that, there was that whole kind of focus on can, can we teach people how to bowl an off break and a googly and a leg spinner and stuff like that. And, and we did see some success there, uh, which was great. And it kind of gave us the encouragement to keep going and keep changing and keep trying things. Um, but the reality of the situation is, is like, Kez and I, we are not the best people to be teaching people how to do things properly when it comes to cricket. Like, I'm glad you said it. No, I mean, I'll be the first person to admit it. This, <laughs> this is it. Like, this is the thing. Like, you, you look through those YouTube comments and maybe people think, oh, Dan must find this really tough. But I mean, it's just, it, it's quite literally preaching to the choir. I know I'm garbage. Like, there's, there's literally no point somebody that, telling me that Come I'm on. crap at cricket in a YouTube comment because I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think there's obviously you, know, you get loads of hate in the youtube comments but like at the same time i feel like when i've seen the comments that you interact with back in the day i, I think i've seen that like you do have a laugh with the people who are like what is that shot and you're like come back with something witty which i, I respect all the more but that is village cricket in a nutshell that yeah you've you play that. an awful shot the keeper behind you is letting you know yeah <laughs> I think that's any cricket to be fair yeah, like, true. Cricket, you're more likely to come across normal people whereas like they're the people that are telling you at high levels of cricket so if you're going to carry cricket the people who are telling you that's an awful shot can probably play a better one but what makes it even more funny in village cricket is the fact that the guy behind you got out for a golden duck and he's telling you that like he, <laughs> that you can't bat oh, yeah. and i think that's a lovely little segue i've somehow got in when I said Golden Duck to your podcast, <laughs> the, the pod. Golden Ducks, the Golden Ducks podcast. I just wanted to, you know, touch on that quickly and how that came about through your YouTube channel. Yeah, I I really enjoy those videos. Um, the the daily reviews. So before that, we we kind of we we were trying to come up with like one off titles, which I think worked. It was kind of like ranking the worst spinners in the world or something like that. Like the real horrible titles, but. But these kind of daily reviews have been have been great. Like, first of all, I probably watched a lot more cricket than what I would have done 
otherwise. Um, not saying that I wouldn't have watched the England test matches, yeah, yeah. but in the past, when England have batted, I haven't really been able to watch it. I've just gone off and done something else because I didn't really want to watch this get like six down for 130. Um, but I've sat there and I've endured it and I've, and I've enjoyed it because you, you kind of learn more, you enjoy it more. Um, and yeah, basically, Kez and I last summer, because of lockdown, I was working from home. I was able to watch more of the cricket because I wasn't going in and out of the office. And we just said, why don't we just give it a dip? We'll, we'll, we'll have a go. Um, nobody else seems to be doing it on YouTube. A few other kind of platforms and a more kind of, I guess what you call kind of serious people have started now, which, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we thought we'd give it a dip and we had some success with it, which, not, which was great. I'm not sure where me and Jack fall into that category of serious content and no way, no way. We, 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 try and be, we try and be very analytical in our conversations, and then it just turns to stuff like this. It's the absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. <laughs> See, that's the best bit, though. The garbage <laughs> yeah. is the best bit. But like, I still think that your cricket content is more watchable than, like you say, the serious stuff, because for regular people, they don't want to, unless they're obviously going to, unless it's educational, so they're going to tell you about stuff you didn't know, but you've watched the cricket, you just want people's opinions on it and you and Kez do keep that jokey form on your podcast and that's why I think it's my favorite bit of content that you guys do yeah I kind of hope it comes across that that it's kind of two guys having a chat about cricket and if you were to bump into them having a chat about cricket at the bar at the club then anybody could just join in with that conversation um and that that's kind of it like I, I hope that that kind of normality comes across yeah, yeah. I it 100% does and we, we just discussed that I think but let's just go like straight into cricket and I think the best place to start is with Rakeem Cornwall the only place to start I should say you know Keem the dream baby the dream I've seen <laughs> that like obviously the We Cricket channel they've like you, you and Kez have done a lot more uh, well I'm just going to say he's probably one of your favourite players isn't he yeah. yeah, and like I understand why, but I think for all that people make a joke of him on social media, uh, a bit of a meme because of his size, I do think that we have to have a discussion about how good he actually is because he's phenomenal. When you look at his first class average, it's about 22, I, I think it's around that sort of area, which is amazing for top class spinner. So just want to get your thoughts on Rakeem, Rakeem the Dream. He's great. Like, he, like you say, he has that meme factor. Um, but whatever you do, like you, you can't help but your eyes are drawn to it. Like he's such a standout character on a cricket cricket field compared to everybody else. Um, he's enormous, both height and just a huge guy. Um, but like you say, incredibly talented as well. Like the the kind of the the deliveries that he can serve. Up. All right, he didn't have the best Test match against us, did he at, at Old Trafford? No. Um, but I mean, the West Indies by that point, after they'd had their kind of their day in the sun, are down at the Aegeus Bowl were, were kind of on the on the decline at that point anyway. Um, but yeah, the, the the kind of, it's just that effortless nature that I enjoy about him. Like he kind of, a guy of his kind of stature glides through the... Through the free flowing, his, his action is so free. Yeah, yeah. and you, you wouldn't believe that if you looked at him. Uh, and I think, yeah, like you say, the, the stats back him up, like he's a phenomenal talent. Yeah, I've, I've got to agree with you there because... You said you said before that like he isn't just the bowler. Like he, in short format cricket, we've seen him absolutely whack it about, and I think he kind of gives with me and Ben and probably you as well flashbacks to village cricket when the big guy comes in and everyone just goes right, get on the boundary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> you know, technical over here, Mr. Technical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, discuss Rakeem and 
they're actually playing in Bangladesh at the moment, aren't they? I haven't really followed that series much. Yeah, know. they well, they they won. So they won both their series. Um, so they won the Test series two 0 and I'm sure they won their ODI series as well. But but I have been reliably informed that they are in quarantine in Antigua um, at the moment, and quarantine looks awful for the West Indies cricket team. They're in kind of beach huts. Um, like with their own private beach yeah. with like turquoise blue waters and sunshine and I felt hard really life. sorry it's a really hard life I, I felt really sorry for him yeah. <laughs> we're lucky stuck in miserable England where it's exactly yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but you, we were talking about the size I just wanted to literally just tiny little bit on you know when he's next to Shane Dowrich I think mm. that is the it's the beauty of cricket it's for everybody it's for all sizes you know Shane Dowrich is what Five foot three, five foot four. Yeah, he's on, he's on the small side, let's be honest. And Rakim is quite the quite the quite the opposite, quite the juxtaposed. So yeah, um, obviously we've discussed a little bit of the uh, the West Indies and the Bangladesh series, but the main series we're all focusing on now is England versus India. Uh, obviously, we've had two Test matches when this is filmed, and it's one's gone one way, one's gone the other. How would you sum it up? Uh... Can I use the same words before? Yes. I think uh, yes. chalk and cheese, guys. Chalk and, yes. chalk and cheese. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Revolutionary. Um, I didn't say that before. No, exactly. It's like deja vu. Uh, no, it's, it, it was, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, England carried that kind of form and that, that confidence over from Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. And I think all bar potentially the first session on the first day, and I think we would really struggle to give that anywhere other than England. They, they just outplayed India that day. And I don't think there's any shame for an Indian cricket fan to admit that. I think England had a far better test match. Root was phenomenal. Um, yeah. And he, he plays, when he plays cricket like that in the form that he's been in, he's the best player in the world. He's the best batsman in the world in test cricket. He just is. Um, we just haven't seen enough of it as, as England fans. Um, the problem with Root and the problem with Root is that he... He hasn't got I know that, exactly what had that ability to convert. Like, <laughs> yeah. we've, all, we've all talked about it. It's no secret, right? But yeah. if he can get onto that and when he gets to 50, make it to 100, like you say, he's the best batsman in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, you can definitely argue the point. Like Smith, Labashane, Coley, Williamson put up great arguments. But the, yeah, there's something about a full flying route that just looks just looks slightly different. Slightly it's something, something that Root needs to, if he carries on that momentum of getting past that, I don't know what, it's almost like a mental block where he can't get the 100, but once he's past that, there's no stopping him. He's yeah. an unbelievable player and he's a gorgeous player to watch as well. Like the technique on that man is a oh, joke. It is phenomenal. <laughs> it really is. I think the only person I've seen play a better cover drive is Joe Denley. God, not Ian Bell. No. Oh. <laughs> Honest, I did forget Ian Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that, shows, that shows my youth. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Recency youth. bias. Recency yeah. bias, yeah. To be, Ian Bell, cracking player. Cracking player. Um, I just wanted to ask you as well, um, where do you see the series going? Obviously, we're at 1-1 now. Your prediction at the start was 3-0. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's gone down the drain, hasn't it? Yeah, they usually do. Um, <laughs> it's 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 fine. I, I know that I know that they just don't they just don't happen anymore. They don't work. Um, <laughs> it's going to be really tough for England now. I think India know that they need to win these Test matches to reach that World Test Championship final. There's definitely something they want that they want to win the very first one of that. They they've been brilliant as well, 
and they probably deserve to be in there. Um, they, they do. I mean, we definitely don't. I mean, we, we would be an absolute burglar if we managed to get there, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They're going to produce pitches that are definitely going to favor their cricketers. And why would they not? Um, you're playing in India. Yeah. That, that's just, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's the rules. That's what you have to do. Um, it's going to be tough. We've got a real chance for the third test though. If, if things kind of fall the right way, um, we, we have got a chance. You get Jimmy with that pink ball, uh, Joffre as well. Hopefully he's back fully fit. We've got Wood back in this team as well. So we've got some real pace available to us. Genuine and, pace in that team. And if, if the conditions fall right for us, if we're able to bowl at the right times, um, I don't think there's going to be many Indian batsmen that are going to fancy walking out there trying to survive kind of six over spell from Jimmy with a, with a new I, pink ball. I've got, I've got to agree with you there, mate. The, the thing is, I wanted uh, as well, is that Ollie Stone... In the last test, yeah. And obviously, we've got. A, I think we've got a brilliant pace attack now. To be fair, I just wanted to know where you think Ollie Stone ranks in the England setup. So, do you think he's a start for the next test after that last test match? Does he have to reside because you know Joffrey's back? Like, where where do you, where do you rank Ollie Stone? Uh, he, but he's he's he he played really well, didn't he? He had a really good test match. I thought he bowled well. He he tried his absolute heart out, which is which is great to see as well. Um, I don't think I don't think England rank him any higher than third for their kind of out and out quick guy. I think it would be Jofra Wood and then Ollie yeah. Stone. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that Ollie Stone doesn't have an England Test career ahead of him. Um, I think he definitely does. Like, he's shown that he's got the, the talent and the ability. Um, and we're going to see players get rotated this year as well. With the amount of cricket that England have got to play, we will definitely see Ollie Stone again at some point this year, whether it's in the fourth test, whether it's back at home, um, we will definitely see him play test cricket again for England. Yeah, and I'm excited to see that because he, he, he played in the Ireland match and I actually didn't think he did that bad. You know, yeah, he, bowled, he didn't bowl the best. He bowled a bit where would and he was bowling, you know, down leg village cricket. But like at the same time, he was, I think he showed there that like, more than anything he's got that determination and like when he like he just keeps running in and keeps running in and he showed it again in his second test match um another player that has been playing in india for england is your beloved moeen ali <laughs> <laughs> i think it's fair oh, yeah. to say he's, you love him just about as much as you love rakeem uh, probably more probably more. <laughs> more yeah probably more moeen for me has been somebody who's had a really up and down career Definitely an English. You know, at one stage, he was probably our best player in 2017 against South Africa. I think he got player of the series there. Yep. I just wanted to know, like, your opinion on him now. Because we all know that Moeen can be great. And he's got this ability to smash it out of the park and actually be a decent off-spinner. I just wanted to know where you think he's gone wrong and, like, what the future holds for Moeen. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Kez and I actually spoke about him this morning. We've recorded something to go on the Golden Ducks thing, um, which will go out on Sunday. Um, so kind of, yeah, a bit, a bit practice with this. I think I don't necessarily know whether Moeen's ever done anything wrong, if that makes sense. I kind of feel he's been a victim of, of kind of England, not really knowing what they want to do with him. Um, when you look at like the stats that, he, that, that, that are available to him, like you say, 2016, I think it was, he averaged 47 with the bat. Uh, and 2017, he averaged 20, seven with the ball or something ridiculous like that and has averaged 28 with the ball since he's a guy that's batted in every position from one through nine um, we've expected him to be a frontline spinner we've expected him to be a backup spinner we've expected him to go and save a game when England have been six down for not very many we've expected him to go and face the new ball 
as an opening batsman as well. I think it's, I think his selflessness, I think needs to be recognized. Um, you raise a very good point there. My, my only problem with Mo Ali is he's very, he, I wouldn't say liability, but he's very inconsistent. That's my only problem with him. He will have great bowling spells, especially. will hit the mark every time and it'll be unplayable. But then he'll have these random spells where he's just bowling four tosses all mm. of a sudden. And I, don't, I, I can't seem to understand why he's so inconsistent. I mean, the England current finger spinners aren't really offering a great yeah, deal a of competition. Point. Yeah. So, messy. Um, <laughs> it's tough. It is tough. I think it's. I think it's difficult, maybe, to to watch him and just see the the, the complete effortlessness that that there is there. Mm. And it is frustrating because when you see him go and score that kind of fifty-three ball hundred against the West Indies at Bristol, and it looks so effortless, but when it doesn't go quite right, you kind of get that same Joffre kind of impression that yeah. yeah well, has he actually tried? Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah. And it, I think it's just it, it's just the character. And on pure talent alone, I would honestly say he's one of the best players England have got available to them. I'd agree. I'd, I'd agree. The, the only thing is I do agree with Ben. But like when he gets it right, he's England's best spinner. Hmm. But like you see the ball to Coley, that's a magic <laughs> to get him out. That's almost like the Adil Rashid one. Rash one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was on like 70, he looked like he was going to get an easy 100 and Rashid just bowled one, like a Shane Warne type delivery. <laughs> Owen uh, has got that ability. And I also think he's got the dedication, but I think you are right. England have expected too much from somebody who can't provide that much. Like he can provide a lot, but not what they're asking, like you say. Batted every single position under the sun bold too many overs we need somebody i think to do the job that we expect him to do because then he can do whatever he does like if, if we want a spinner don't go to moe don't go to moe but he can play as a backup spinner as well it's just where it's just where he falls into that test setup though because the push to put him from T20 in one day is to back in the test side consistently, I think is a challenge that England are going to face a lot with Mo because whether he can be consistent for those to be like a mainstay in that England team as a spinner or whatever they want him to be needs to, it needs to be, it needs to be looked at because at the moment I can't see him being there for England test. And he's, to be fair, he's just, he's just hasn't he, hasn't he just left? The test yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. So they've, they've, kind of, they've six, sent him back for a rest, haven't they? He hit a few sixes to impress for the IPL. And then he's on the plane home. Well, he's got his contract, so it works. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Who's <laughs> he with? Is he with the RCB again? No, Chennai. 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 Oh. Yeah, blasted a few sixes at Chennai. And, and Chennai <laughs> said, we'll have some of that. <laughs> I think he's a brilliant limited overs player. I oh, he's unbelievable for works. Uh, one of the best all-rounders in the, the white ball stuff. He's, he's top draw. And like you say, that 100 at Bristol, where I think he scored the last 57 runs off like 13 balls, is ridiculous. Like The, 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 the talent of the man is phenomenal. And that can't be doubted. I, I want to just move on quickly from England versus India to what will be happening in England this summer, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is the 100. Yep. Yeah. I just wanted to get your opinion on it because I think I've heard you speak a little bit on it, but nothing extensive. So I just want to get. Yeah, uh, it kind of rubs people out the wrong way, doesn't it? The hundred. Um, yeah. Think I, I kind of feel like it's one of those things. To, it was kind of cool to dislike it at the start. Um, yeah. I, if if we can have a, a franchise tournament that brings 
some of the best players in the world to England to play, well, I'm not, I was going to call it T20 cricket, but the shortest format of the game. I don't see how that can be a bad thing. I think if we can have the, the David Warners and your Steve yeah. Smiths and your A.B. de Villiers and your Starks and your Robardas and people like that coming to England to play domestic cricket, I think that's brilliant. And that's what we've been missing since the, the inception of T20 cricket. We've never been able to get consistently those big guys over they've come over for like six weeks and because our t20 blasting goes on for about nine years <laughs> um they, they just can't hang about but what we've got here is a potential to have a really condensed tournament for guys that they know they can come over and i know a lot of them can't they've they've got different things but there will be players there will be international players that will be available for the entire tournament why they've knocked 20 balls off of it i haven't got a clue i don't understand that at all um, but the actual concept, looking past the fact that it's 20 balls shorter than a T20, um, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's really positive. I really do. I would, I would agree. I, I, I think it's positive. I'm, I'm all for it. But I think it makes it, when you say about the 20 ball thing, it makes it an even more, it makes it like a better, more consumable form of cricket. Like you've got T20 and now you've got this, especially for the casual fan, because that's what cricket needs to target, in my opinion, the casual or like the person who thinks cricket is just standard test day boring, sitting around in the field for eight hours. It's another form of consumable cricket that people who don't like cricket can watch and think this is actually all right. Like the World Cup did when everyone jumped on the bandwagon and thought, this is class, I love cricket, and then started watching test matches and thought this is actually crap. It's just a, it's a, it's just a better form. I, see this, I don't really see the negative with it, to be honest. My only issue with it would be the fact that even for a cricket fan, like I am, it's hard. I've kind of got my head around it now, but like what they're saying is your overs will be either five or ten balls. You can choose, can't you? Like I, I think there's no point in overcomplicating what people already deemed as an overcomplicated sport. Uh, mm. It is way too complicated for me to understand. So for the casual fan, they'll sit down and watch it. And yes, it'll be entertaining because you'll see people smashing the ball out the ground. But at the same time, they're thinking, what is that? Why is why have they stopped now? Why why is he only bowling five, but the other guy gets to bowl ten? Like it, it'll be really hard to understand for anybody who doesn't know cricket, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think there's an element of that. And I just think that with the teams that we've set up, I think they are really good teams, and we've got like Shane Warne coaching. I think it's is that London Spirit, or yep. we've got we've got brilliant brilliant coaches coming over. So that's only a positive yet again for English cricket because. Like, for example, when the Rugby World Cup was on, Argentina, the team, they did, like, training sessions at our, where we where we were. So okay. we learned off, like, people like that. And maybe if they did something like that, enrolment in the community with these people, it would only help grassroots cricket grow. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I, I think the ECB, I think, will be... I think that I genuinely think they'll be very open to to kind of encouraging as many people to pick up cricket bats as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, I genuinely think they will be. Well, like they've done the All Stars campaign now as well, haven't they? With yep. the young guys, and they—I think every time you sign up, you get your own cricket bat, your own cricket set, which was the thing with Crick cricket. It, like, unless you were at the club and you were like friends with the club or whatever, 
the, the provision of facilities. The yeah, the club stuff will go back in the box and wait until next week. Now they've got this. They've got like a backpack and stuff. I think it's great. Yeah. They're a little bat and they can play whenever. I think that's absolutely amazing. So it can only help grassroots cricket. I'm not sure if I've just made this up, but I'm pretty sure the hundred they they've either discussed it or they've done it where there wasn't going to be the LBW law for the hundred. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've just made this up. I'll have to if I if I'm, I could be just chatting rubbish. <laughs> you probably yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe, but I'd, I've Both seen times. some. I'm seeing somewhere which sort of turned my head a bit that they would get rid of the LBW law, which I don't see why, because that also that almost brings it away from too traditional cricket, yeah. like away from it too much. So when people watch it, then this isn't actually cricket. It would be bad for me because most of my dismissals come from LBWs. <laughs> not that I get many. That's if you get it on target. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they're on target, they're never bowling. They're not quick enough to bowl them. They'll just hit the legs. <laughs> so let's hope it's not LBWs being taken out of the game. So we discussed the 100 there, and I also wanted to discuss something more with YouTube. Um, you, you and Kez do a lot of... Uh, way to describe it is Coley bait. I think that's what you've described it as well. Coley yeah. bait. And no shame. Re- like, I'm not going to lie. The only reason I brought this up is so that we can clip this up and put Coley in the title. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so that, 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 was, that was the same. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get your opinion on him as a person. And, yeah. Uh, well, not as a person, but as a player. Like, where do you think he ranks in terms of all time? And where do you, when do you think, or if he already has, gone past and surpassed Sasha Tendulkar? Uh, I don't think he has. Yeah. No, no I do and I think, I think earlier you mentioned about recency bias and it's going to be really difficult not to look at Virat in the last kind of 12 months, 18 months, where he hasn't actually been in the best test form of his life. No. But that said, he, he's, well, he's India's best cricketer. Um, he, he leads that team brilliantly well. He, he's, such a, he's just talented, isn't he? Like, there's, there's, no, there's no argument that he's in that kind of fab four or, or top five or whatever the hell it's being called now. He's he's good. Yeah, he acts like a bit of a pillock on the field sometimes. That last test match, I don't oh, know how yeah. he hasn't got a demerit point and end up getting banned, but that's not for me to say. Um, yeah, he's he's so good. He's so good. He's a guy that kind of learned. I think that that's what's so impressive. When he first came to England, Jimmy had him on absolute toast. Um, and he went away and he learned and he developed. And actually, the, the series after that, he he dominated England bowlers, didn't he? He scored yeah. hatfuls of runs. Yeah. He had a Steve Smith Ashes series. Yeah, uh, hundred in the first Test match, and just absolutely obliterated us. So the thing with the thing with Virat is, we had someone on who said that he thinks they've surpassed Sashin because mm-hmm. of the stuff he's done in other formats. Obviously, Sashin was never that much of a presence in T Twenty cricket, whereas Virat Kohli is the poster boy of the IPL. Yeah. And rightly so. You know, he's scored so many runs in it over the years that he has the right to be. Just his stat just his stats in general, like his average in T twenty cricket on all in all formats of the game is ridiculous. Pretty sure he averages over fifty in all formats. Yeah, which is of, I think he's one of the only batsmen that does that. <sighs> I think I think along with Barbar Azam at the moment, I think he's the just a genuine player. Yeah. That's a, that's unbelievable. Well, he's like, top player. Yeah, but with that Indian side, there's been huge calls over the last few, I think a few test matches with the Australia series that they had to give the captaincy to Rahane. Because mm-hmm. obviously they did well at Down Under and Rahane was captain. And he's always been slated for never being the best captain. So if you if you were the, is it, I can't, is it Vijay Shankar? Is that the guy who runs it? 
Oh, uh, Ravi Shastri. Isn't he's, the he's the top guy. Yeah. yeah. If you were Ravi Shastri, who would you well, give I'd, the captaincy to? Yeah, well, I'd be asleep, wouldn't I, for a start? Um, <laughs> <laughs> who would I give it to? I think I'd leave it with Virat. I think he. I think he's given so much to India cricket. I think he deserves the opportunity to to kind of stop being captain when he wants to not be captain anymore. Rahane did great. He he was superb. I don't feel as though Australia really approached that series the best way they possibly could do. That's not taking anything away from India. They they were they were brilliant, but I there's Kohli Kohli just kind of invigorates and inspires that that kind of Indian nation. You just have to look at him in, at, at home, the way he interacts with the crowds, the personality that he's got. Um, yeah, all right, Rahani might be a bit cooler. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kohli Kohli's got to be the guy to take that team forward. Yeah, I think I think I think there's talk about him stepping down from the white ball captaincy, isn't there? I think there's there's some rumors no, about that after maybe the next World Cup, so that yeah. he can focus on the test stuff. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know whether that's any more than just a rumor. Yeah, I think it's very hard to captain both. I think we've seen it a few times. But there's never. I think did Dhoni captain both at a time when they were really successful? Is that right? Yeah, I think they probably would have done, yeah. I think he's the only one that's captained the red ball and the white ball and actually made both of them like work at the same time. Because that's the thing, I think, with English cricket. Whenever we have a good white ball, we have bad red ball. Whenever we have good red ball, we have bad white ball. We can't seem to have both. So I just wanted to know, why do you think that is? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I've got an answer for the philosophical question for Dan there to yeah. be honest that's tough <laughs> um, so, I mean I guess up to the point that we were playing against against Bangladesh when we got knocked out of that World Cup I mean we were just playing the same players anyway so I mean if they were crap in one format they were crap in another one um, the guys now they I don't know. I think we've invested, haven't we? We've invested massively in white ball yeah, cricket yeah, to win yeah. that 2019 World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's any shame in that. I think we have still got some very talented test cricketers, but I think a lot of the money and a lot of the focus went on that white ball stuff for that, for that build-up. And I think, I think we're starting to see some of these kind of test specialists kind of come out now and, um, and hopefully take that test team forward. Well, like we talk about the test specialist, we've got Rory Burns, who is very, very dedicated to red ball cricket. He couldn't play white ball cricket. In the same way I thought Pajara couldn't, but he's now in the IPL or something, isn't he? But um, we've got people like Burns, Sibley, obviously Anderson and Broad have been test match only for the last, I don't know, however long, donkey's years probably. Um, I just think that the reason that that is, is because, like you say, we, I think when we, in the, when the ECB sets its sights on something, they go for it rather than have an equal spread, which you can look at it both ways. You can say, yes, but it means we've guaranteed, well, not got more chances of success in one, but at the same time, I feel like we've disregarded Red Bull cricket the last, I'd say, three years compared to what we've done with White Bull. Yeah, I, I think I think there's part of their kind of project. Um, winning that World Cup on on terrestrial TV I think would have inspired an awful lot more people than yeah. than winning the Ashes series in 2019. Like the 2019, would the Ashes would have been brilliant to have won that as well. I think if we'd have won that and not won the World Cup, I don't think we'd have had the same buzz um, carrying on. I, I genuinely don't. Um, the world, there's something about a World Cup that 
that a non kind of cricketing expert can can get behind can't you you can be a world champion whether that's in sailing whether that's rugby whether it's badminton or whatever the second you can say oh england are world champions in something you kind of go oh cool i've never watched polo before or something but it's cool <laughs> that we're world yeah. champions you know yeah. whereas unless, the unless ashes an sport where if you're a world champion they say you're a world champion but you're not yeah, well, no, this is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get to go to Canada, don't you? But that's about as far yeah, as you yeah. go. You get Toronto or whatever. Yeah. What did you say about the Ashes, sorry? I think the Ashes, you, you kind of start bordering back onto those kind of cricket specifics again. Um, if, if, say, somebody at the pub, they went, oh, you won the Ashes, someone would go, oh, what's that then? Or if somebody oh. goes, oh, we won the World Cup, they go, oh, wow, we're the champions of the world. Oh, I swear that trophy's like two centimetres big. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. What's the point of it? Like, the World Cup is yeah. massive. It's huge. But with, with cricketing purists, I think there's, a, there's more respect. I, I personally would prefer England to win the Ashes Down Under than I would for us to win the World Cup in any format, I think. But, <sighs> but that's because it's the Aussies. But we were there at the semi-final, mate. You were in the scenes, mate. I know, yeah. We scenes. That was, that was a great day. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, we'll probably lose to Australia like we always do. <laughs> Absolutely pasted them. So, with, with the Ashes obviously looming down under this year, I just wanted to... I've, I said before podcast, what we'd do is we'd, I'd read out names and you'd say if they're in the starting 11 or not. So that's what, we, that's what we're going to do now, right? I've got them all, all listed right. here. So I'll go through. Right, I'm going to be honest with you. I tried to do it in alphabetical order, and then I just kept missing players. Okay. So it's like half alphabetical. But all we'll right, start, I like we'll start, it. I like start it. Start on the roots. So yeah. Uh, if you'd have said no, then that, that's... And try not to pick more than 11, mate. I'll be counting. All right, I've got my, I've got my, I've got my fingers on. <laughs> You've only got 10. Oh, yeah, good um, point. Yeah. So obviously roots are guaranteed. Birds. Yeah. Uh, there's a question mark over him for me. Behave. Behave. What? Why? Bairstow. Bairstow, I would say no. This is a good start. I tell you what, this is great. <laughs> Anderson. Uh, he will be in the squad. You're playing this very safe. Very safe I, it, it's, Yeah, but we're, I, we're not going to see Anderson play five test matches yeah, in Australia. Yeah, true. He'll be there. He'll yeah, definitely yeah, be there. Yeah. Broad. Yeah, he'll be there for sure. Moeen. No. Yes. Yeah. Curran. Uh, <sighs> yes, I think, I think yes. I think he'll be in the squad. You think he'll be in the squad? Okay. Yeah. Butler. Yeah. Denley. No. As much as I love it. Benley was a, Benley was a yeah. far shout to yeah. <laughs> Folks. Uh, oh, he's so annoying. Like, he's such a talent. Um, <laughs> is he going to play? No. Is he going to be there? Yes. Yeah. Archer. Yeah. Crawley. Yep. Leach. Yep. Stokes. Yeah. Pope. Yeah. Have you done your counting right? <laughs> I've, I've added some squads. I've added some squad players <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Stone. Uh, again, he'll be in the squad, but I don't think he'll play. Wokes. Um, probably not, no. No, yeah, I'd, I'd say no. And uh, Sibley. Yeah. So, oh, so from that, 
I believe you Love that. You rate Dom Sibley more than you rate Rory Burns. I kind of feel like Burns. Burns, I find quite frustrating. He looks very good. Looks very, very good, and then finds a miraculous way to get out for not many more than thirty, which is really, really frustrating. Um, I do. I. I have nothing against Rory Burns personally. I think he's a good little player. I, I do feel as though the future will be Sibley and Crawley at the top of the order. Yeah, I think. I've, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Because, yeah. No, no, no. That's yeah. That's guaranteed, mate. I don't know why I was even trying to <laughs> comprehend that. I was like, no, but yeah. Um, I also wanted to discuss with the Ashes down under. We've always, always relied on Jimmy and Brody to bowl like they do in England, but doesn't work. And I think mm. we've we've shown that in the last two times we've gone down under, we've been absolutely obliterated. So, do you think with the inclusion of Jofra and Mark Woods? Do you think that we can actually challenge to even maybe win? I know it sounds weird saying it, but win down under. Uh, there, there is more of a chance, I would say. The, the blueprint when we last won down under was very much a case of try and bore the arse off the Australians. And, and that worked really well with Anderson, Broad, Bresnan, Swan. It, it worked because they just, they just bowled. They didn't give them anything to score off. Um, and that worked. Archer and Wood, they, they're both quick. Um, they both offer something different. Archer with, with that added height and that bounce that is going to be good uh, on those kind of pitches. And Wood obviously brings that pace, but he adds that different element of that kind of, I, I suppose, I don't know how you would describe it technically, but that kind of skiddy nature, doesn't he? He, he provides you something different. They're two it's, guys. It's like a slingshot. Exactly. It fires exactly. up. And we've got and we've got a pink ball test. So Jimmy and Brody, they're, they're not kind of. They're going to have their place. Yeah, yeah they're not yeah. dead yet. Yeah, I think the pink ball, pink, pink ball is more similar to the Dukes in England because mm. I think it does do a bit more, especially under lights as well. I think what you said there is very interesting about Jofra and Mark Wood. I think, from my point of view, the two completely they're completely opposite to each other, in the sense that it's. I think somebody compared them. I can't remember who it was to uh, Apollo, Apollo and um, uh, Rocky. The fact that Apollo Apollo's very smooth, very yeah. silky, effortless. And then Rocky is trying his arse off to, you know, run in and bowl well Rocky isn't, but trying he's just absolutely like on the limit all the time. So I think that dynamic is very interesting when we go down under. I just the problem is with Jofra, do I don't know whether we but do we play him in India now and try and save oh. him for the ashes? Did the was the connection issue there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there, ah, you see. He froze for a bit, yeah. yeah froze for a bit. Um, what I was going to say is that um, do we burn out? Because obviously you've maybe mentioned that England have got so many Test matches this year. Like I'm wondering, will we burn out Jofra before we get to Australia? And do we, should we protect him? Maybe like if there's a few Test matches to go. Time is he? Uh, I think I, th- I think England's are fully prepared to rest and rotate their bowlers. I don't think it's going to be a case that Archer's going to get burnt out. I think he's going to get the rest and the, the recuperation that he's going to need. Um, there is the franchise element, like the IPL is going to be taken out of the ECB's hands, but there's a chance then that we just don't play Archer in those two test matches against New Zealand and he gets his rest there. I mean, he, he's going to be all right, I think. I think he's going to be fine. Um, the elbow injury is a bit of a concern, isn't it? I mean, he's had a couple of those now, which is which is a worry. But 
yeah, he'll, he'll be all right. They'll, they'll look after them all, I'm sure. I'm sure they, I'm sure they will. With all, with all the money they've got to spend on them, I'm sure he'll be looked after. Dan, I was going to, I was sorry, I was going to ask you, what format of cricket do you prefer? So if I told you you could have one format of cricket for the rest of your life, what format would you pick and why? Uh, test cricket. Um, but then I think that's because I'm already a cricket fan. Like, don't yeah, really know what's going on. True. Uh, I think it's just, it's the, it, it's the, it's the great nature that you can kind of play for five days, never knowing what the result's going to be. A team can be winning a game at various different points and you, you could still get to the end of five days and no one's actually won. I love the fact that it, it can kind of grip and kind of entice people for that length of time is, is, is brilliant. Yeah, I think for me, um, I'm the same. Um, I don't know whether Ben would be. but I'm Yeah, a big chess. traditionalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more of a chess match, you know. It's like every single ball has more of a... I know it sounds weird because there's more of them, but every single ball has more of an effect on the game than it does in T20. Yeah, and, but, like, but that's probably people are probably thinking like, no, they're not because there's limited in T20 and blah blah blah. But Test cricket, if the ball goes, if the ball goes wide, for example, like there's not many wides in Test cricket, but if the ball goes wide, then I don't know. You get the feeling that that bowler is not gonna, just not gonna get the wickets. Whereas if you get like a wicket ball, that changes the complexity of the game. So every with, ball has an implication. With test cricket, and um, especially like for actual cricket play or like cricket fans like us, test match cricket is our little, it's our little baby. Like we sort of our hidden secret that no one knows about. We every, everyone on the outside doesn't like it because they think it's boring. Stand around a field that we have lunch for God's sake, we have teas. But to us, it's our purest form of cricket that we love, and we what made us fall in, fall in love with cricket at the, in the first place. And there's some nost- I think there's some nostalgia with the fact that it is the oldest format of cricket. It's one of the oldest sports on the planet as well. It's got that feeling of like it's one of the most unchanged sports. And That's a good that, point. that we kind of protect the fact that it's like still so pure from what it wants, from what it once was. Yeah. You look at like you look at like football and stuff has changed, like you've got different rules in now than there were. The offside rules changed, you can't pass it back to the keeper like you used to. Test cricket has, has varied very little when when you look at the, the first few test matches. So that's why I think we protect it so much. Yeah. Technology's been great for it, hasn't it? Like with, with DRS and, and things like that. That's been brilliant. But like the outrage of having players' names and numbers on the back of a shirt, I mean that, oh, I think that I'm goes. Not a fan. It goes to show kind of how protected it is yeah. that, that kind of adding a bit of print on the back of a shirt, it was like blasphemy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, you make a good point. It's just how protected it is. But when you look back at like the, the biggest changes in cricket, one of them is at genuinely, like in test cricket especially, one of them is genuinely putting players' names on the back of the shirt. And that mm. just shows how pure cricket is. I think technology hasn't changed the game or like, in any way because i feel like it's only made it better you know it's only provided the umpires with the i I, um, it's only provided the players to have the ability to question the umpire but i do think the way they've implemented it like technology and cricket is the one of the best things they've done in any sport across like across the world you look at football with var there's huge outrage with that yeah (laughs) understandably so but the way that I think cricket and rugby especially have implemented the television the television match official and the review system in cricket is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and I think it goes to show that, that it can be used well. 
if yeah. given the, the opportunity to do so. I mean, VAR is just a farce. Um, but, but for other sports, it, it does work really well because it, it's used properly. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of, I don't know what else to discuss with cricket. I was going to move a bit on to any other sports that you like, to be honest. I don't know whether you're a football fan, Formula One fan or anything like that. Uh, so football, I'm a massive Pompey fan. Um, oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't quite know what we would have done to upset you up in the Midlands, but um, yeah, massive Pompey fan. I love, I love going to watch, like going down to Fratton Park and watching them. I love going away and and kind of and supporting the team as well. Like, there's there's something so infectious about that about that yeah. club. Um, yeah, obviously incredibly biased, but there, there's there's some passion down there, like on that little island, that definitely doesn't exist in a lot of other football clubs. Yeah. Can I? Sorry, can I ask? It's probably going off the going off the other sports topic. I've had this burning question that I want to ask, and I think it'll be a good clip. All right. What is your play cricket stats looking like? Oh, abysmal, mate. Can we can, can we have a, can we have an insight into your play uh, cricket stats? We're happy to Hang wait. And so, we are, some of the viewers so, and the listeners, we're, so, we're happy to wait. Read this, is going, this is going to be an immense clip for us <laughs> if we get your play cricket stats up. You're a uh, keeper, aren't you? You're not yes, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have got, I've got a slight kind of... Um, yeah. A slight advantage. Because uh, the bowler's stats are just awful. On the whole, they're just awful. Oh, my, my stats are... My stats are Knock it, knocking, knocking down a bit. To be honest, so, <laughs> so this so, is the grand reveal. <laughs> so when it comes to batting, and this is this is the the side that I've played for the most, right? So I've played 104 games for this side. Um, I've scored 1,026 runs apparently, wow, um, which is which is novel. Uh, I average 14 uh, with 150. 150. Uh, 150. Sorry. Yeah, 150. I've got one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think the most impressive thing about it here, and I don't know whether it's true or not, is the fact that my strike rate is bang on 100. Um, <laughs> so that's useful. Aggressive player, not one, to, not one to knock in. Well, I usually back down at about eight or nine anyway, <laughs> so there's no point hanging about. And then where's my bowl? My bowling's probably horrendous. Uh, uh, the bowling's pretty poor. I've taken 20 wickets in 104 games. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Twenty wickets in 104 overs. Um, oh, that's oh okay. That's All right. Uh, that's much better than I was. What expecting. what div is this in? If you don't mind exposing it to the. Oh, this this is the the Sunday kind of proper friendly stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the league stuff is. I mean, the league stuff when I played for Arundel in the one season I played for them was was horrendous. I couldn't buy a run. Um, the league stuff's confidential as well yeah exactly right. yeah right. Um, and my other club Eastergate again I I, I don't know I, I, didn't, I didn't even start playing cricket till I was 18 like I, I know I'm not the, I know I'm not the best player but it wouldn't be much more than 14 as a batting average I can I can tell you that for free it's not, it's not bad I think that's how I would say that's how the mine I think it's alright if my math says me correctly that means every time you go in on average you only face 10 balls now, what, how how do you answer to that? It's probably pretty accurate. I don't I don't really kind of <laughs> I don't really block too much to be honest. That's either now that's, that's either that's, that's either because the other innings go on for a long time without scoring a lot of runs, and and then the other ones are just get cleaned up really early. So, yeah. So uh, if if you're doing that, you've got you might have got your fifty off like I don't know twenty balls. You never know. Uh, unlikely, unlikely with arms like mine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, re- I reckon your batting's I reckon your batting's had to improve ever since ever since because what you're doing backyard cricket every what three days surely your cricketing ability is just, you, it's just skyrocketing really if you can bat on that you can bat on anything exactly can't. I've seen yeah. the surfaces you've been playing at Kez's Garden the yeah. best thing the best thing for me in all seriousness the best thing for me was the day that I decided that I just didn't I didn't really care anymore. Like at the point, oh, at the point that I walked out to bat playing league cricket, and I walked out there kind of thinking, "Oh crap, I really need to score runs. Yeah. I really want to score runs." That's not what it's, um, that's not what it's about, to be honest. Like, the, oh, I have to score runs, otherwise I'm in trouble. Not... Exactly. Or, or like people are gonna people are gonna be like chirping me, or people in my own team they're gonna be going, "Oh, you shouldn't be playing this, that, and the other." Actually, like I had this complete flick of a switch, and it was after the Arundel thing, and I just couldn't do anything right. Yeah. And like the the comments that that were like made from other people because it was coming to a new club. Um, and after that, I just went. Oh, actually, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> like so now, I'm quite happy to walk out there and just have a and just have a dip at things and bash. just have fun. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get like sorry? Do you ever get like because ch- obviously you're not you're not famous, famous, but in the cricketing world, you are relatively well known. Do you get do you get YouTube chirps? Do you get people uh, going when you're at the crease? So, so not so much now. <laughs> when when it kind of when it was all starting, yes. Um, I think now what's so nice is the fact that there is such a following behind it. Yeah. That I kind of feel like the the comment of you're not you're doing something crap probably doesn't really work. Like people can still think it's rubbish. Like they're still oh, yeah. entitled to. But there's enough people there that now think it's all right. So you can't, I, I don't know whether that kind of thing's yeah. gone. And a lot of club cricketers are pretty thick and they probably can't think for much more than just saying that your YouTube videos are crap anyway. So you should bring the YouTube plaque with you to every just game. Show it off. Yeah, you should bring yeah. the golden golden play button with yeah. you. Just for like, like do guys, you have one of these? <laughs> yeah, guys, just check this out. Um, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a few comments. Most of them are pretty decent, though, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> And also, there's loads of kids in like league cricket and probably Sunday cricket. Do ever, whenever you walk out to bat, do they like that's Dan from league cricket? Uh, no. Luckily. Oh, imagine because that would Luckily. be if you came up if you came to the Midlands on a tour or whatever. And yeah. Played our clubs. <laughs> right. Every every kid, I'm not even kidding you. Every kid would be like, I want to get Dan out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's incredibly. Uh, it's, it's so embarrassing. It's genuinely embarrassing. Let me bump um, him, please. Head. <laughs> pretty much yeah pretty much um no it's there's yeah you, de- you definitely get a few um a few of the kids kind of kind of come up to you and stuff and have a chat which is which is really nice at the end of the day like it's so nice that people watch it there's definitely a few people that that i think possibly want to get kezari out slightly more than what they do some of the other guys um yeah, but does. but yeah it, it's all it's all part of it at the end of the day like we'd i'd be totally kind of naive in saying that i didn't think people kind of would want to watch the stuff and then kind of want to want to have a chat or, or want to kind of get one over of you like it's just yeah, yeah it, it, it comes with the territory doesn't it do you and kez play in the same team do you then or uh yeah yeah we have done so oh, yeah. so when i went to arundel kez asked me to go over to play um and that was my last season of league cricket so that went well um yeah exactly and then the uh and then the sunday stuff yeah that that's how kez and i kind of well that's how kez and i met playing sunday cricket for slindon so um that's so cool yeah that, that's kind of how it how it all kind of started i guess yeah i mean as well what you're saying there's quite interesting about not caring i'm not in that phase yet i still, <laughs> I still look at my play cricket even in the off season like it's yeah. going to change and i'm like 
oh, like my average is 24.5. I want it to be 25. Because then I'm like half Joe Root. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I think into, I, I was saying about about last season, I was like, I reckon we should just get rid of play cricket for our club because the amount of time, well, no, yeah, but the amount of time people look at it, I'm just like, I've got to save my average. I've got to keep the average. So they'll, they'll generally just like stay in, stay in, stay in, tie it over. And then in a, in a 40 over game, you've got nothing to get, you, you've got nothing to play off. But, but people care so much about your batting average, especially in village cricket. I, I, I don't, mm. No, it does have its positives though, Ben. Because it means oh, yeah. when, like, no. when like someone that we know, I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> like when someone we know gets a golden duck, it's great to message. Oh, it's great to rip them. Yeah, well, it's great to rip today them. Or something like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. It's like it's great for that. Like I'd <laughs> keep it just for that, to be honest. I don't care. Yeah. I, I hope I get to the stage where I don't care. And if I don't, then. I think I think don't don't care not caring might be the wrong way to put it. I think it's more of a case of like I still want the team to do well. Um, I still want I still want to kind of personally do okay. But at the same time, if I get cleaned up first ball for nothing, or if I walk off kind of having scored thirty off sixteen balls or something, I've still had like Like that. That's kind of it, really. Like I'm not stressing myself out over kind of trying to get seven off twenty eight or something. It's not, yeah, it's exactly. It's not like you're, it's not like you're not caring about the team. It's yeah. just you're not caring about like how well your stats succeed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I hope I get to that point because <laughs> at the moment I'm very, very far from it. And <laughs> I, 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 to be fair, we cricket, not we cricket, play cricket is like where, like, if I go on my browser now, it's like the first thing that I pin. It's like, <laughs> it's like, and my play cricket. I think I've even got Ben's play cricket on there just to uh, okay. when he does bad. Saved as saved as your favourite. <laughs> just constantly um, comparing our bowling stats with each other's. Yeah, no, just no, going. No, who's got better average? Players. Who's got better no, no, strike rate? Because you've got a better bowling average, so I'm like, I give up. Yeah, on but I can't bat. I know you can. <laughs> that makes it all the better. The day you score your first fifty will be the day I delete play cricket. <laughs> like I like I like to see people doing well in anything else in life other than just not Ben. Just well, yeah, and just not Ben. Yeah, all right. Fine. I became I became anti Liverpool because of Ben. I mean, I don't think it, I don't think it's that difficult, but <laughs> <laughs> it might not have just be him. So go back to my go back to my previous question about your other sports. So obviously, yeah. discuss your football. I, you tweeted the other day an F1 fantasy league that you started. Mm. So I'm wondering if you're an F1 fan or not, or whether you just do fantasy because you like it. No, uh, F1 and motor racing is probably the sport that I kind of grew up with the most, to be honest. Um, I, like, I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> it's, it's kind of going back to uh, kind of showing off my age, but kind of going back to watching kind of Williams win Grand Prix in like 95, 96, 97 and stuff like that. Yeah. And that, that is genuinely what I grew up watching um, was the Formula One, uh, the touring cars, the MotoGP, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that, that's another one of my another one of my big passions cricket's kind of there as well or is now um yeah but yeah formula one's been there kind of throughout which is which is great that's the same for me like i think my main sport ben i'll tell you the only sport i can talk about in any sort of like quality is formula one like and (laughs) i just it's interesting you say about williams and like oh you remember them like winning races and stuff and obviously i just want to get your perception on this like they've come they've obviously dropped down the grids like do you think there is a route for them to come back up? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know how much this investment and this new takeover is going to make an impact. 
um, hopefully a lot. Hopefully they'll get the funding and hopefully they'll, they'll start climbing their way back. They, they've shown kind of glimpses of it, haven't they? Like George Russell on a Saturday has shown glimpses of being able to compete with, with kind of cars that are, I guess, further up the field. Um, I, I do think that's just George, though. You know, yeah, I mean, he is very talented. He's very good. Yeah. He's extremely good. Um, like you say, I think there is a route for them, but there's rumours now that, I don't know if you've heard that Rich Energy, they're coming back into Formula One, but they haven't announced that what team they'll be taking over. Yeah, there's I'd heard a rumour, yeah. There's rumours that's going to be Williams, but that doesn't make sense with the takeover that they've just had. So long as it's still Williams F1, if they get the funding they need, I'm, I'm not too fussed. The second they kind of debrand it, is the second that I can't cut all ties with it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the romantic story of Formula One, though, Williams is, you know, started out of like a shed, mm. grew, 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 and it's now like a, 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 I think it's, it's got the third most wins in Formula One history, if I remember correctly, fourth most after the Mercedes have just passed them. But I do think that that underdog story with Williams is what is loved by the British people so much. Yeah, uh, they, they, well, like you say, they, they've won so much. Um, they've been so successful and they've always had characters as well. Like Frank Williams was an incredible character, uh, even to the, the ridiculous story of how he ended up in a wheelchair is just, just sums up his character completely. Uh, and he's an absolute nutcase and he, but he's so good for the sport. So good for the yeah. sport. Um, and I, I really, really hope that that name is looked after and protected um, for the rest of well for the rest of time. Really, I hope it's always Williams F1. They're all, they're obviously going to get a sponsor, aren't they? They've, but, they've got to because they're still an independent team, and with the yeah. investment, they've got more money. But they still haven't got the amount of money you need to be able to even compete in Formula One. With the rule changes, though, I hope that that changes. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? To it's see going to be very interesting because it favours Williams. It wouldn't have a few years ago if you're looking back 2014, 2015 when they came third. They wouldn't have favoured Williams at all. But mm. now Williams are begging for it. They want it to come as soon as possible. Yeah, I think I, I guess the the thing will be is to how much money Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull can spend before this kind of rule change happens, so that they can get the right equipment, get the right people and everything like that before maybe these rule changes happen. Um, they're they're going to be the, the, the power kind of the, the power teams for sure. Mercedes that anybody that makes their own engine is going to have a benefit over anybody that's going to be a customer as well. Um, but, but yeah, it's definitely going to help. It's definitely going to help. I think. Do, do you sorry? Do you follow it like an individual? Because we had Tom, we had Tomo. I'm not sure if you know Tomo F1 is. We had yeah, a yeah. YouTuber one, but uh, and he's his favorite driver is Alex Albon. Do you have a particular number one driver that you worship? <laughs> uh, worship's probably the wrong word. <laughs> it's really difficult. Somebody asked me this the other day when I was streaming, and they was like, "Who do you like the best?" And the problem is, it's like apart from like Ricardo and Hamilton. Everybody else is like 10 years younger than I am personally. So I don't feel as though I can sit there and kind of go, yeah, my hero is Lando Norris because he's like 12. Like it just doesn't make sense. Um, but I mean, Ricardo is a great character. Oh, and ha brilliant. Hamilton's phenomenal as well. Like he's yeah. just the absolute goat. Um, so, yeah, I, so I, good. I said something in one of the first podcasts and it was that I basically said that Hamilton is the best sportsman that this country's ever produced. Uh, you can definitely argue that point yeah I, I i think it's i think it's more than up for argument i think it's just i think it's a done deal at this point i i respect him so much on track i just think on track off track now they've got like 
these people like Alex Albon, Russell, Leclerc, Norris, they're doing like streams and stuff because they are still young, but like they're showing their personality more. Ricardo yeah. does it really well in interviews, but Hamilton's never really done it that corporately. So like, I've not that I don't respect him as much, but like off track, I prefer someone like you say, Ricardo or Norris. Yeah, I guess Hamilton kind of grew up in a different time, didn't he? Like he started when he was racing against people like Schumacher and, and Alonso and, and, and people like that on the grid that, that were a lot more mature. And I guess the other thing as well, when Hamilton was of that age, a lot of this stuff didn't exist either. Like Twitch didn't exist. I mean, there's no way really that he could have been streaming F1 20, <laughs> 20, 2008 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just wouldn't have existed. He may well have wanted to back in the day. But yeah, yeah he got, I think we've got to remember the fact he's what, what is he, 34, is he? He's, I think he's 36 now. Banging 36, on isn't he? Yeah, is he? Yeah, he's, he's old. Christ. He's getting old. Like, he, I, think, I think I agree. But also at that time, F1 was very corporate. So you had like Red mm. Marsh at the top of McLaren, who would be like very, you know, and Ron Dennis, you wouldn't be able to put a toe out of line. Uh, Bernie Eccleston as well would like tell the drivers if they put something on social media when social media was coming around, that was it, they'd be gone as well. But whereas now F1's moved into this new age where it's, I think it's one of the sports that is moving with technology and it's embracing YouTube because their channel is amazing. They're embracing yeah. YouTube, they're embracing social media. They're getting people on board who are in the F1 content creation already. So they've got like Will Buxton on and people like that who were already in the F1 creation. So it's given them a platform as well. I think they're the best sport at the moment in doing that. I think the yeah. Premier League Premier League will, will eventually do that as well. But I still think F1 is a little bit above the Premier League, but that's probably controversial. Yeah. Probably a bit bias. Just genuine bias there. I think, <laughs> I, th I think you got anything else to ask Ben? Because I think we'll wrap this up. I'm, I've, I've asked my killer question. <laughs> I've, I'm like, my, I've, I've asked my play. <laughs> I've been dying to know that ever since I've started I, watching you. I need to know. I need to know what a Liverpool fan has such a dislike for Pompey for, though. Oh, <laughs> I, I need to know. It's just it's because he's it's because he's what's Liverpool. That's the only that's the only explanation you can have. Like basically, I'm just I'm just really annoyed with football in general now. I've just, I've just, I've just everybody really, just gets punished. Yeah, well, as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a Liverpool fan, I'm just I'm just upset with with football at the moment. But obviously, um, just with I, in my local area as well, Portsmouth has took a lot of. My local, you could say my local team. I'm going to get loads of slander for this. My local team's Burton Albion. So when yeah. Portsmouth tend to feed off Burton Albion, so with Marcus Harness, for example, mm. of Burton's best player, you've just you're just talking for no money, and then he's just become a great player, basically. Yeah, he was probably all right whilst you had him. To be fair, but... yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the name yeah. of the game, mate. It's the name of the game. So, so I've always had a, I've just had a slight ick for for Portsmouth, but it's no, it's no true hatred. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> more of a Plymouth man myself. <laughs> oh, are you? No, I'm not. No, no, I was going to say, well, there's, there's some real kind of made-up hatred between those two sides, isn't there? So <laughs> I just, I just said that to rattle you. So um, yeah, I think we'll wrap this up. Thank you very much for coming on, Dan. It's been pleasure. pleasure. Thanks for having me. Through all the through all the blunder. <laughs> at the start thank well, you so much mate yeah, it's, been, uh, had, it's been our pleasure mate we had a few technical issues but uh, <laughs> we got there so uh, thank you very much for coming on Dan and thank you very much for listening guys and uh, well we'll see you next time see you next time